welcome to the Smith Figure Squad Daily Devotional Podcast presented by myself, Victoria Iyog. Without further ado, let us start with prayer. Father Larga, my thinking of glory, help us to read your word, understand it, put it in practice. Help us to know who we are in Christ Jesus and to live accordingly for the glory and honor of your name. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. So the title of today's message is Unbelief Hinders God's Power. The title of today's message is Unbelief Hinders God's Power. And we are going directly into God's Word right now. Matthew chapter 13 verse 58 and Hebrews chapter 3 verse 8 to 19. We are in the New King James Version. Matthew chapter 13 verse 58. Now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 8 to 19. Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, in the day of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works forty years. Therefore I was angry with that generation, and said they always go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who having heard rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry for the years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we previously said, like you could go back a couple of messages to, re- to listen to this. If you not listen to it, or you can really listen to it, we said it like day before last. That unbelief is a sin. Unbelief is a sin. And we know that God does not like unbelief. He does not like it at all. And we see, you can read the whole story in Matthew chapter 13 to see that uh, Jesus did not do many mighty works because of the unbelief of the people. It does not mean that he did not do mighty works at all. He did works. He did, but he could not do many mighty works because of their unbelief. So we see that unbelief hinders the power of God. God God gave us free will. He's generally not going to force you. He's generally not going to force you to do what he wants you to do. He may remind you, but he's not going to force you, so to say. And you still get to choose when he reminds you whether you do it or whether you do not do it, whether you believe or whether you do not believe, whether you obey or whether you disobey. It's your choice, actually. And we see that God does not like unbelief. If you want to experience the blessings of God, you have to believe to experience. In order to experience them, you see. And as we've previously explained, like you listen to it in the Divine Healing Technician Training, I added a link in the description. You can listen to it anytime. Um, the only hindrance to 
the word of God or the only hindrances to the word of God are unbelief and traditions of men. And generally, these traditions of men create unbelief. So we can summarize it all to unbelief. Okay. You've prayed for a sick person. It did not work. It was unbelief. Um, you prayed for something and it did not happen. It was unbelief. Uh, so we prayed for something which was which was completely 100% in line with God's word. It was something that God promised in his word for you, but it did not come to pass. That the only reason has to be unbelief. And... The unbelief could be on the part of the person who prays for the result to come to pass, or on the part of the person who is supposed to receive. But nevertheless, generally, you who prays, the, the, the responsibility, the greater responsibility is on you. So you should, your faith should be able, able to override the unbelief of the person for whom you're praying, you see. So even if the person is not believing, you should be able to pray for them and for them to be set free or healed or raised from the dead. For example, there are many examples of Jesus setting people free and the people themselves or, or praying or commanding for on, over people, life over people, and the people themselves do not believe. Example number one, Lazarus, he was dead. How can a dead person believe? He was dead. He could not be there to have faith for himself, to come back to life. Jesus had to have the whole faith for him. You understand? But generally, you have to keep in mind that you who is praying for the person, you cannot allow yourself to have unbelief. The, do not count on the person's faith to get the result done. Count on your own faith, okay? It's a very important principle. Now, as you are saying, unbelief is a terrible hindrance. Um, we should choose to believe God. And it's easy to quote the word of God. But it's more important to believe it than to quote it. For example, we can quote that we are children of God, but do we really believe that we are children of God? Do we really live like we are children of God? We can quote, he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world, but do we really live like it? Can demons remain in our presence, feeling comfortable? Or do we really act like we know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world? Do we cast out demons? Do we stand firm when obstacles come? We can easily quote God is my provider, but do we really believe when crisis comes, do we really believe that he's going to provide for us or do we live in doubt? Do we really believe that he has healed us and set us free or are we walking in sickness and disease and confessing sickness and disease? Do we stand on God's word? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the word. We were begotten of the world. The word is in us. The life of the Son is in us and God wants us to believe. Do we believe? Because that's the big question. That's where... That's where it comes to in the end. So let's go back to the scriptures that we read. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 3 verse 10. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always a, a, a strong concordance word 4105, plan to go astray, to wander, to go out of the way in their heart. Strong concordance word 2588, which is cardiac, thoughts filling mine, and they have not known my ways to know. Strong's Concordance Word 1097, UNESCO, to understand, to be resolved, to be aware, to be sure of my ways. Strong Concordance Word 3593, Hodes, mode means road. Verse 11, so I swear, I declare an oath in my wrath that they shall not enter into my rest. Rest here above 2664. Verse 12, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. An evil heart of unbelief. Let us really stress on the fact that unbelief is a sin. 
when we will know that it is a sin and we start treating it as a sin, we'll take it more seriously that we have to believe at all times. Okay, in departing, Trump's concordance was 8,668, sorry, aphistemi, departing to remove, to revolt, to disease, to depart, to withdraw from the living God. So when we choose not to believe God, what are we doing? We are showing an even heart of unbelief. We are departing from the living God. We are desisting, and it's a sin. Verse 14, but exhort 3,870, para call near, invite, beseech one another daily. It's said daily here. It's not said weekly. It's not said from time to time, but it's said daily. This is just a small reminder to the people who assume that they should spread the word of God from time to time. Every day, you can... You can spread God's word around you every day. It can be for one person a verse that you're going to share. For somebody else, it's a sermon that you're going to share. For somebody else, it's going to be like an encouraging word that you remember. Another one will be a song, a Christian song that you're going to share with someone. But it's every day. We have to exhort one another daily, not weekly, not monthly, not from time to time, not yearly. It is daily, okay? While it is called today, lest any of you be hardened, rendered, rendered stubborn through the deceitfulness of sin, and specifically unbelief is mentioned here. Verse 14 For we are made partakers, 3353. Metokos, partakers, sharers, fellows, partners of Christ. If, look, pay attention to the conditional here. If we hold 2722, kateko, retain, stay, withhold, Hold fast to keep in memory the beginning, act, power, principle, rule of our confidence, steadfast, stable, firm until the end. So what makes us to be partakers of Christ? The fact that, so it's conditional, it's an if. If we hold fast, if we stand firm from the beginning to the end, uh, if we stand firm up to the end, uh, in our confidence, in our steadfastness, in the word of God. So if you want to partake, if you want to, to enjoy heaven, as as we say, you have to hold until the very end. If you made mistakes, you confess, you repent, but you hold on to the very end. You do not give up on your way. Verse 19, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. So it really comes to this point. Do we really believe the word of God that we say that we believe? Because that's what's going to influence our results. That's going to influence our, life, our lifestyle, our thoughts, our conversations. And how to see what you believe. Just look at your life. From your life, the life that you live, the words that you speak, you can know what you really believe. So we're going to go through, we're going to do a small exercise right now. As we already said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we already encouraged that it's important to confess God's word daily. So I'm going to give a few confessions. You can write them down to confess them daily or you can we listen to this and confess alongside with me but right now as i'm saying it i would say slowly enough for you to repeat right where you are i don't know where you are right now if you can murmur it murmur it but if you can speak it out loud it's even better so let's go just repeat after me word by word word after word i am a son of god as in 1 John chapter 3 verse 2 I live, think, 
talk and act like I know that I am a son of God. Jesus Christ in me is recognized by the people who hear me. As in John chapter 7 verse 4 to 6. They notice that my word is with power and my word comes to pass because he is in me. No man ever spoke like him. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 1 John chapter 4 verse 4 Demons cannot remain in my presence. I am greater than demons because God is in me and he is greater than sickness and disease. Disease cannot lodge itself in the body that I touch. I stand on the word of God and face the facts of the difficulties before me. I do not wonder or go astray or out of the way in my heart, my mind, my thoughts, my feelings. I know God's ways and I do not leave in unbelief. I do not depart or withdraw from the living God. I am a partaker of Christ because I hold fast to the beginning, the power, the principle, 
bearable of my confidence. Steadfast unto the end. Okay, that's very good. You did it. Congratulations. So let's keep confessing God's word daily, okay? Let's end with this quote by Smith Wigglesworth. Can anything in the world stand against you and hold its place if it is a fact that he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world? Can anything in the world stand against you and hold its place if it is a fact that he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world? Let us pray. Father, Lord God Almighty, I thank you because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Help me not hinder your power through unbelief, but help me live by faith every day. In Jesus Christ's name, Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Please do not forget to join us tomorrow for the next part and share this on your social media accounts. And you can always contact me on Instagram. My name is Victoria E. York and I will be more than willing to pray for you. God bless you. Bye-bye.